Am I in the air? Well, what is going down, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new edition of Am I on the Air? Thank you so much for joining me here tonight. My name is Don Mega. I am your host, and I'm so happy and thrilled that you're here to join me tonight to get caught up with all the latest and the greatest when it comes to entertainment news, television, movies, non-spoiler reviews. We bring it all right to you here on Am I on the Air? It's season 28, episode 3, and tonight's show is titled Mean Bees. We're going to be breaking down the news from January 10th through today, January the 16th. So strap on in. We got a lot to talk about because I have five non-spoiler movie reviews for you guys. That's right, five. And then I have about four TV shows to talk about. And then we got to talk about the news of the week. So we got a lot to got to get through. So strap on in and let's get her going. We're going to start off here on the movie side. Like I said, non-spoiler. So you don't got to worry about it. And we're going to start off with the beekeeper. I was very, very excited for this movie. This is my first film of 2024, baby. We back and we're ready to kick off a whole new year of movies. I've been excited for this one, man. Didn't know as much as I talk about news on this show. Every once in a while, a movie comes out of nowhere, and I see a trailer, and I'm like, I knew nothing about this, and I'm really stoked for it. And that's The Beekeeper, man. When this trailer came out, and I saw it was Jason Statham, and I'm like, okay, he's playing a beekeeper? What is this? And then you find out it's some kind of John Wick espionage hitman. It's this underground kind of thing. I was like, whoa, this looks awesome. And then I find out it's directed by David Ayer. And we all know that David Ayer knows his um, action. He knows how to get it done. So an action thriller directed by David Ayer with Jason Statham sold, right? You also got Jeremy Irons popping up in this. uh, Felicia Rashad, uh, Mini Driver pops up. Josh Hutcherson uh, is one of the villains in this thing. And I had no idea he was even in this movie. <laughs> so, um, I was super, super stoked. So we went and saw the IMAX showing, um, opening night, one man's campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful organization known as beekeepers. Now that explanation doesn't even really talk about this film. I mean, the premise of the film is that Jason Statham is this retired beekeeper. And Felicia Rashad's character has let him um, move in, basically stay in her shed and um, help her out on her like farmland. Right. And he's very, very nice about it. He's like so thrilled that this lady has taken him in and uh, given him this opportunity. Right. And then she's taken advantage of. You see this in the trailer. She gets scammed and they take all her money through a virtual scam online. And um, over because of that scam, she ends up committing suicide, which therefore pisses off Jason Statham, and he's out for revenge to find out who did this and to make them pay. That's it. It's a very simple premise. This isn't getting any kind of writing awards, <laughs> but what's awesome about it is its simplicity because we don't need a crazy over-the-top story. They fucked up and they messed with somebody he cared about and now he's going to get revenge. And it's just him kicking ass for an hour and 45 minutes. The fights are phenomenal. All the action is incredible. This movie had me on the edge of my seat. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I think if you're an action junkie and you like Statham, you're going to like this one too, man. This has like a 94% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And it is actually fresh on the critic side as well. So really positive movie to come out here for Statham and kick off 2024 with a literal bang. Um, I like the world of the beekeepers. I hope this uh, becomes a franchise. I would love to see a sequel. I don't know what would hold... um, 
you know, the, what premise could get him to come back and, and do something as crazy as this one. Um, but he, he killed it in this, man. I had a blast. So the beekeeper gets four out of five bees from me, man. I absolutely love this one right here. So check out the beekeeper now in theaters. I went back to the theater over the weekend and I checked out the other new release that came out, actually the number one movie in America. And that is the new Mean Girls. That's right, Mean Girls reboot, which is actually a musical. A lot of people didn't know that. Yes, it is a musical. So new student Katie Heron is welcomed into the top of the social food chain by the elite group of popular girls called the Plastics, ruled by the cunning Queen Bee Regina George and her minions Gretchen and Karen. However, when Katie makes the major misstep of falling for Regina's ex-boyfriend, Aaron Samuels, she finds herself prey in Regina's crosshairs. As Katie's set to take down the group's apex predator with the help of her outcast friends, Janice and Damien, she must learn how to stay true to herself while navigating the most cutthroat jungle of all, high school. That's right. So you remember the original Mean Girls, right? You had Lindsay Lohan, um, Tina Fey was in there, and, um, uh, you know, you've got a man, Tim Meadows. That's it. I don't know why I was forgetting Tim. I loved him. And, um, so the original movie is a cult classic. Everybody loves it. So Tina Fey helped create this musical version, which actually went to Broadway. This has been on Broadway for several years. It's a touring musical. They decided to convert it into a movie version. And originally, this was supposed to be a Paramount Plus exclusive. It was going to go on Paramount Plus, but it screened very, very well. And everybody was really liking it. And it got a lot of positive reviews that Paramount said, you know what? We're not going to make this a streaming movie anymore. We're going to put it in the theater. And you can see that was a smart decision because it's the number one movie in America. And it did very, very well. So what I will say is... This was actually a pretty fun movie. It was better than I thought it would be. I had my expectations. I was like, it's going to be probably all right at best, especially being a musical. You know, I do like the original Mean Girls, but I was like, I don't know how the musical is going to play because musicals are very hit and miss with me. And I thought it worked really, really well as a musical. It's fun. The songs are catchy. Um, and overall, it just really told the story very, very well. Uh, you got Ang Angori Rice, who uh, plays Katie. We've seen her in the Spider-Man film. She's done a lot of different movies and TV shows. Renee Rapp is playing the new Regina George. Ali Carvalho, who is Moana over in Disney, she plays Janice, and she was incredible. I think she stole the show in this movie. Uh, Jaquel Spivey plays Damien. He was fantastic in this as well. Um, you have uh, Avantika and then Baby Wood. And uh, even Jenna Fisher pops up in this, Billy, Busy Phillips, like I said, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows. So a lot of familiar faces. Uh, it told the story really well and it did it in a new, fresh way that wasn't just a reboot of that original movie. So even though it tells the same story, they were able to enhance it a little bit. It's updated with the social media stuff. And I really, really thought it worked well. So big thumbs up for me. Uh, shockingly for the Mean Girls musical. So check this out now in theaters as well. I'd give it another four out of five stars. My third film is heading on over to streaming. This is a Netflix original, and it's the new movie Lift. This is an action, comedy, crime adventure directed by F. Gary Gray, and it's led by Kevin Hart. This is a heist movie. And from the first trailer, I was sold. I was like, all right, we got Kevin Hart, check. We got Google Mbatha Raw, um, you know, who we know in Loki and stuff, check. Sam Worthington in this, check. Vincent D'Onofrio, check. Billy Magnuson, check. <laughs> like, it really hit all the levels here. Um, the cast is fantastic. They really stacked it. Uh, Gene Reno pops up in this as well. And, um, you know, like I said, an international heist crew led by Cyrus Whitaker, who's Kevin Hart raced to lift 500 million in gold from a passenger plane at 40,000 feet. Um, I love the trailer. I was super, super stoked for this movie. And then I watched it over the weekend on Netflix and it's good. And that's about as best as it gets. It plays off very generic. It never hits the real highs that I wanted from this. It's not as funny as I hoped it to be. Kevin Hart's very downplayed in this. 
Um, you know, and do I regret watching it? No, I thought it was a fun watch, but I thought it was also a one-time watch that I would probably never sit through again. It definitely doesn't really have replay value. I know they've talked about franchise potential for this thing. I can't even see a sequel coming from this. And I like F Gary Gray, you know, like he did, he did even a fast and furious movie. So I thought he was going to bring some of that sense over and he tries. It looks good. It's a pretty film, but overall, it's just a very generic heist movie at best. And so I can only give Lyft three out of five stars. Then we go back to the movie theater. I took my daughter. She wanted to watch a movie and we went and saw Migration. That's right. The new animated film um, from Illumination uh, and Universal Pictures here. After migrating duck family alights. On their pond with thrilling tales of far-flung places, the Mallard family embarks on a family road trip from New England to New York City to Jamaica. So this one here, voice cast by Kumal Nanjiani. You've got Elizabeth Banks, Aquafina, of course, Keegan-Michael Key, Danny DeVito, um, lots of people, Isabella Merced. So love the voice cast for this movie. And I did not want to see this at all. And I was surprised my daughter wanted to see it because she's kind of phasing out of cartoon movies and But she said to me, you know, like, I really want to see it. And she was off school last week and I wasn't working. So I said, all right, let's, let's go check out Migration. So we went to the theater. We watched it. She absolutely loved it. I thought it was good. I thought it started off really, really strong and then kind of dips in the middle. Doesn't quite find its footing back at the end like the beginning is. So I can only give Migration three out of five stars, but it is a fun little movie. I don't regret seeing it, and the kids all seem to really love it. Kids were busting out in applause at the end of this movie, and that's what it's really all about. It's about them kids, man. So Migration is a fun time at the theater for the fam. So check that out, three out of five stars. And my last movie goes back to streaming. This is over on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. It's called Self-Reliance. And this one here stars Jake Johnson along with Anna Kendrick. You also got Andy Samberg popping up in a little role. You got Mary Holland. You got Emily Hampshire from um, Schitt's Creek. You got Natalie Morales. So really strong cast once again. This is Jake Johnson's directorial debut as well. I really liked the trailer to this when I saw it. I thought it was unique. This is about a man being offered a million dollars to play a game in which hunters will try to kill him if he thinks he has found the perfect loophole. They can only attack him when he's alone. So his only problem is that none of his friends or family believe the game is real. So yeah, so Andy Samberg picks him up, tells him about this uh, this game. It's a reality show. And he finds out that, hey, if he survives 30 days, he wins a million dollars. But people are going to try to kill him. The only loophole in the game is that if he's with other people, the killers cannot kill him. So he reaches out, tries to find out if anybody else is playing this game, and Anna Kendrick answers the call. So he tries to come up with a plan for those two to kind of stick together so they don't get murdered. It's a comedy. It's a thriller. It's a it's a love story. It's a lot of things. And I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Um, not as much as I had hoped. Again, the trailer was really strong. The cast is really strong. I love Jake Johnson. I love Anna Kendrick. This is a Lonely Island movie. This is the, yeah, the three guys from Lonely Island wrote it and put it together. Um, Jake Johnson, uh, helped write the screenplay. He directed it. So I was like, dude, this has got all the makings. And the first half of the movie is really, really strong. This, the back end of the movie, it, it fails. It drops off tremendously. From where it started. It was such a fun movie in the first half. And I was so stoked. And then it just peters off at the end. And it doesn't stick the landing. Which really kind of sucks. So um, so at the end of the day. I can only give Self-Reliance 3 out of 5 stars. It was still a good watch. It's on Hulu. Watch it for yourself. And uh, see what you think. But yeah. I just It didn't hold up as much as I wanted it to. But definitely gave it a nice try. So that's our five movies there, um, and we'll review here in a second. Switching on over to the TV side, man, we got some good stuff. Up first, the newest Marvel Disney Plus series, and that is Echo. Been waiting for this one here. This is a show that when, you know, the character of Maya Lopez came out in the Hawkeye series, I was like, meh, who cares? No one cares. This is stupid. And then... Marvel was like, we're going to give her her own show. And I was like, why? Why are we doing an Echo show? This is stupid. And then that first trailer dropped. 
and it was a really good trailer and we saw kingpin and we saw daredevil and um you know we see maya kicking asses echo and you know and you're seeing all this like indian stuff and it just wow i was like and it was violent they were like set your hulu and disney plus to mature audiences and it was like we're getting it in the vein of the netflix shows this is awesome right so very very stoked because every trailer for echo that came out got me more and more excited so now that the show is over, because they've dropped, it was only five episodes. They dropped all five episodes on the same day, on January 9th. And um, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. My pondering and my hesitation when I've now had a couple days to sit and think about this show is really almost saying what was the point. Uh, I don't feel like the show and and this is a mixed message because I know that Marvel's trying to spin this show as a little like self-contained kind of story right Marvel has launched this Marvel spotlight banner which means basically you don't need to know what the rest of the MCU means to this show And this show doesn't really have bigger implications to the bigger MCU. Like, you don't have to watch all 30 movies to get Echo, right? Um, I still feel like you should have watched Hawkeye, at least, to understand Echo in its fullest. But that's neither here or there. Um, So when my brain says at the end of it, what was the point, right? Um, It's like Secret Invasion. We said the same thing. Secret Invasion happened, and at the end, we were like, what was the point? Like, what did that really change the MCU? What did that do? What does that really set us up for? Echo doesn't really set us up for anything. Like, it sets up a little bit for Kingpin and his further adventures, probably leading into uh, the Daredevil Born Again show. But outside of Kingpin, who was phenomenal, Vincent D'Onofrio in this show, every time he popped up, just captivated me. It was great. And the cast is really good in this. I enjoyed all five episodes. When there was action, it was incredible. Um, And I I did. I really did like this show. I liked it a lot. But after the show was over, it was kind of like, what was the point? You know, what was the point? But I guess you have to try to look at this show as kind of its own thing. It's in its own pocket. It's in its own bubble. Um, The cool thing we got out of this show is now it looks like the Marvel Netflix series are all now official canon. Marvel has basically confirmed now that the Daredevil you're seeing in these shows and in the MCU is that same Daredevil from Netflix. There was a lot of confusion there if it was the same. Is Kingpin, is this the same Kingpin from those Daredevil shows? Yes, it is. This is all canon now. And if you go on Disney Plus and you go through the Marvel timeline order, Everything from Netflix is now inserted into the MCU timeline order. So Punisher, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, The Defenders. It's all in there now, mixed in with the MCU movies. Confirming again that these characters are the same. So I love that because this will lead into the Daredevil show now. We'll probably see Echo pop up again in the Daredevil show, I'm guessing. Obviously, we're getting Daredevil. We're getting um, the Kingpin. So it's going to be really cool. I, so like I said, speaking on Echo, I really enjoyed it. I, I, you know, if you're a Marvel fan, I don't see why you would skip it. I think it's a fun little show to watch and an easy, easy binge being only five episodes. So definitely check out Echo. My next show is my show of the week, my show of the year so far. I know we're early in 2024, but it's my show of the year. It is the best comedy I've seen in years. I laughed my ass off. I binged the F out of this show. And that is the TV version of Ted. Now, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. Ted was a movie many years ago about the little talking teddy bear, foul-mouthed teddy bear, with him and Mark Wahlberg. There was two movies, Ted and Ted 2, and they were phenomenal. I love the Ted movies. Always wanted a third film, but man, it's been many, many years. Then we talked about it on this show, I think last year, that Peacock was going to do a Ted TV prequel. It came out, it dropped seven episodes, all seven are available to stream right now on Peacock, and this show is phenomenal. 
phenomenal. Now, if you are sensitive, if you need things to be PC, this is not the show for you. If you are easily offended at all, this is not the show for you. But if you like that dirty, crass, sometimes racist, crazy ass humor, uh, this is the show, man. This show walks the line. And this show also takes place in 1993. I don't remember if it's 93 or 96. It's like the mid nineties. Uh, cause it is a prequel. So it's Ted and John, um, which is the Mark Wahlberg character, but in his teenage years in high school. And, um, you know, and you see John and his mom and dad and his cousin, um, and of course, Seth MacFarlane doing the voices, Ted, this show had me rolling every single episode. I binged it so hard. It was so damn funny. And it's just like, it starts off as like this typical TV sitcom, but then you have Ted cracking these jokes and you're just like, I feel bad for laughing because it's so wrong what he's saying, but, but then like, but it always comes from a good place and it always has a strong heart behind it. And he always sees the error of his ways, but he's such a fuck up this little bear that you just never know what's going to happen, man. And then John, you know, is trying to find his way through high school and girls and drugs. And it's just, it's awesome. And it was Peacock's biggest premiere ever. I really hope we get a season two. I need a season two. I love this show so, so much. Guys, if you want to laugh your ass off, check out Ted, now streaming on Peacock. Okay? And then my next show here, this is an older show that actually came out um, about a year ago. And I never watched it. I threw it in my queue and then forgot about it. So as I was flipping through my Netflix queue a couple nights ago, I came across it. It's a show called True Story, which stars Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. And I always thought it looked good, but I just never got a chance to get into it. So I jumped into it and I really dug it. I ended up binging it in just a couple of days. It's only seven or eight episodes. Kevin Hart plays basically himself, right? He's a movie star. He's a comedian. He's super rich. He's super famous. Wesley Snipes is his brother. And basically, you know, he has a night out and he sleeps with this girl. And then when he wakes up the next morning, the girl is dead. And Wesley Snipes helps helps him try to get rid of the body. And then, of course, things aren't what they seem. And people are, you know, who saw, who watched, what are they doing? Is this going to ruin his career? Um, you know, there's other people coming for him that want money. And it's just all these twists and turns. I will tell you, the show started off kind of rocky for me. But as it went, I enjoyed all the twists and turns. I enjoyed all the little side characters that popped up. I really dug this show and I was pissed at myself that it took me over a year to watch the damn thing. So real fun little drama crime show. And again, Kevin Hart playing against type, right? Like even though he's kind of playing this version of himself, he's not being a funny dude in this movie. Like, like he's serious in this and Wesley's always great. Um, Theo Rossi's in this and he's phenomenal in this. Um, like I said, the side characters are great. The twist and turns are awesome. And it definitely kept me glued, man. I stayed up to like three 30 in the morning one night, just trying to finish this thing because I was so intrigued to see how I was going to wrap up. So definitely check out true story over on Netflix. And then lastly, speaking of true, true detective finally dropped over on max this past weekend, true detective night country. This is technically season four, but you know, it's an anthology series. So every season has new stars. This one here is led by Jodie Foster takes place in um alaska and um it's the 30 days of night and uh some scientists vanish and uh we're gonna go from there that's our crime story i love the trailer to this season it looks really really good i'll tell you the date this part one episode i just thought it was okay i didn't think it was that great it definitely doesn't live up to what the trailer promised um but it's true detective so it's probably going to be a slow burn and uh, we'll continue watching. We'll see how the story unfolds. It just didn't grab me the way I wanted it to. But I'm hearing good things about it. So we'll 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 see where it takes us. So True Detective Night Country. Only episode one is out right now. It's going to drop new episodes every Sunday on HBO and Max. So keep an eye out for that. So that's our big recap, guys. Sorry it took, you know, like I said, we got a lot of stuff. 24 minutes just going through reviews here. But we got a lot of stuff. And that's what the main gist of the show is, right? So we got The Beekeeper now in theaters. Four out of five stars. Me. Girls now in theaters, four out of five stars. 
Um, Migration, now in theaters, three out of five stars. Lift, over on Netflix, three out of five stars. And Self-Reliance on Hulu, three out of five stars. We got Ted, big thumbs up, over on Peacock. Echo, over on Disney+. Plus. True Story over on Netflix and True Detective Night Country over on Max. So make sure you check all that out. Let's talk box office. Coming in at number 10, it's The Iron Claw. Making its debut at number 9, it's The Book of Clarence, only bringing in 2.5 mil. So very disappointing there for that one. Number 8, The Boys in the Boat. Number 7, Night Swim. Number 6, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Number 5, Migration. Number 4, Anyone But You. Number three, Wonka, and then our top two are debuts. Number two, The Beekeeper, we just talked about it, bringing in a very nice $16.5 million, um, coming in above expectations, which is awesome. So almost $17 mil there for The Beekeeper at number two. And your number one movie was Mean Girls, bringing in $28.6 million. That is awesome for Mean Girls right there. A hell of a debut. Congratulations. All right, guys, we're 25 minutes in. Let's switch gears. Let's get into our news of the week. Alrighty, y'all. So, Mickey 17, this is a big, highly anticipated movie that was supposed to come out at the end of March, um, starring Robert Pattinson. It's the new, um, um, what's the director's name? I'm trying to think, uh, Bong Joon-ho. That's right. So, this is, uh, Pattinson. With Naomi Aki, Steven Yoon, Tony Collette, and Mark Ruffalo. Um, the movie is now officially delayed. It was supposed to come out March 29, 2024. It is now also not only delayed, but it's undated. Warner Brothers has removed the movie from its schedule. So it sounds like this is an issue from the strikes that they never were able to finish the movie and they just haven't been able to schedule. Uh, the reshoots and the time to put it back together. So that's unfortunate. I know a lot of people are really looking forward to that movie. So we'll have to wait to find out its new release date. Godzilla X Kong, the new empire is getting a new release date. It's actually moving up a week or two. Uh, it's not a big adjustment there, but they are moving it up just a bit to the end of March. It was originally supposed to be in April. And now I think it's that last weekend of March because Ghostbusters moved up a week or two itself, which then left that space open. So everybody kind of shifted over a little bit. So that's good stuff, man. We're going to get Ghostbusters uh, Frozen Empire earlier and um, Godzilla Kong, new empire uh, moving forward as well. Uh, a remake of the movie The Blob is in the works over at Warner Brothers, so that'd be pretty interesting. It's confirmed on last week's show, we talked about it as a rumor, but it is now confirmed that Carrie Coon is joining season three of The White Lotus. So very awesome there. Uh, David Zaslav has helped shepherd a new deal with Tom Cruise, who will now develop, produce, and star in original and franchise films over at Warner Brothers. So, you know, Tom's been doing stuff with Paramount for a long time, but now he's been swooped up by Warner Brothers. Congratulations, David Zaslav, putting that together. Um, we got an article up with David Ayer talking about the beekeeper and then closing his book on his Suicide Squad cut. Um, so kind of moving forward from there. So definitely check out that article with David Ayer if you're interested. Um, Star Trek, they are working on a prequel. That's right. Even though we've been waiting because they're supposed to be moving forward with the Star Trek four movie, they're actually going to do a prequel based in the same timeline as those reboot films with Chris Pine, uh, and Zoe Zaldana and stuff. So, um, it'll take place before those films. So get ready. For uh, a prequel And the director of Andor Is coming on board to direct this It looks like I'm still going to consider this a rumor Because I haven't seen it confirmed by James Gunn Or anybody else But um, supposedly some actresses are doing Screen tests for Supergirl In James Gunn's new DCU Deadline was reporting That DC Studios is looking to have Amelia Jones, Millie Alcock and Meg Donnelly test for the role of Zara Zorel, Kara Zorel, also known as Supergirl. Though the first Supergirl movie in the DCU titled Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow was announced to be a part of Phase 1, uh, they say that the character could be making a cameo in another DC movie, and that's why they're looking to cast her earlier than uh, sooner rather than later. So there you go. There's three actresses that might be Supergirl. I'm not too stoked on any of the three of them, and that's not to downgrade any of them. I'm not saying any of them would be bad. 
just when I look at it, I'm like, nah, that's not anything I would jump out of my seat for. So hopefully there'll be some others to test for that. Selena Gomez is set to star in a Linda Ronstadt biopic. So that'd be pretty interesting. And that's a great casting there with Selena for sure. Um, we have the trailer for Drugstore June. Um, which actually looks pretty funny. It is a new comedy from Bill Burr, uh, starring Esther Povitsky. And, um, I knew nothing about this movie and I watched the trailer and I laughed pretty hard at it. So that's the job of a trailer, man. It definitely got me excited to check that one out. We have the trailer for the walking dead. The ones who live, this shows the return of Rick and Michonne. So make sure you check that out. Um, we already talked about Marvel's Netflix shows confirmed as canon to the MCU. So that is super exciting. Like I said, Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio is going to start production here soon. Robbie Amell and Andrea Bang are going to lead a new romance movie called float. And the new first trailer has dropped for that. Um, we have a international trailer for Madam web, which comes out next month and a new poster, which features a closer look at Dakota Johnson's suit. Yes, she will officially suit up for this movie. Uh, the SAG awards, we have your full list of nominations. So check that out. If you're interested for the SAGs, Ben Stiller, Colin Farrell are reportedly starring in all of us are strangers, uh, directors, New movie that he's putting together. So nice cast there, man. I love Ben Stiller, Colin Farrell. You can't go wrong there with that. Smile 2 has add, added Fargo's Lucas Gage to the cast. So a little nice addition there to Smile 2. Julia has officially been canceled over on Max after just two seasons. Uh, the Monarch showrunner is very optimistic about season two renewal. Ahead, um, I'm optimistic as well. This show has done very, very well for Apple TV+. Plus. I'm sure they're going to do a second season. I think they're just figuring out the logistics here. Um, but for those of you that missed Monarch, all the season finale was last week, so you can watch all episodes now, stream the whole thing, see what you think. I thought it was a great show, so make sure you check out Monarch. Legacy of Monsters, now streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. And we'll keep you posted about that season two renewal, but I'm glad to hear that the showrunners are optimistic, so that's good. The Last of Us Season 2 has added beef breakout star um, Young Mazzino ahead of Season 2. So, yeah, he was really good in beef, so I'm interested to see what he does in The Last of Us. We have the Season 3 trailer for Resident Alien, which uh, is awesome. I love Resident Alien. I actually totally forgot that this show was coming back for a Season 3 because it's been so long since season two ended. And that's what happens with these shows, man. Their gaps are so crazy between seasons that you literally forget about a show existing. Um, but I was glad to see this trailer drop. The show comes back next month on Valentine's day. I'm ready. Check out resident alien. I'm so excited. Um, 28 days later, 28 years later, I think we talked a little bit about this on last week's show, but Danny Boyle and Alex Garland teaming up for the 28 days later sequel, which could become a new trilogy if it works out well. Um, joining Leonardo DiCaprio is Sean Penn and Regina Hall for that Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Um, let's see here. Oh, no, I don't think we talked about it last week about the Danny Boyle stuff. So, yeah, Danny Boyle and Alex Garland. Um, doing a sequel to their zombie hit 28 days later, um, just over two decades after releasing, uh, unleashing a zombie epidemic, modern horror classic 28 days later is going to get a new sequel, maybe even a trilogy of sequels. So I know a lot of people are really excited for that. I don't know why nobody's talking about 28 weeks later. Everybody's saying it's a sequel to 28 days later. We've already had that sequel and it was 28 weeks later. So now we're going to get 28 years later. Okay. Why are we forgetting the middle film? I actually prefer 28 weeks later, way more than 28 days later. So, you know, and I know I'm not alone on that Island. So, but glad to see they're bringing that stuff back. Uh, congratulations, Jeremy Renner getting back to work. This makes my heart happy. Jeremy Renner returns to work on, uh, he's back in action. The 53 year old actor has returned to work on his Paramount plus drama mayor of Kingstown as it begins filming its third season in Pittsburgh. So that is awesome, man. Glad to see that Jeremy Renner feels good enough to get back in the saddle and jump onto that. That's awesome. Uh, Halo season two, we have the new Paramount plus trailer for that the show comes back next month. This trailer looks great. looks like season two. I think it's going to be way better than season one. 
Uh, David Gordon Green has officially exited the Exorcist sequel, and it has also been removed from the schedule as they now try to search to find another director. So this was highly speculated since Exorcist did not do as good as they had hoped it to do, and people were not very happy with the movie. So David Gordon Green was supposed to direct a trilogy, and he's like, nah, dog, I'm out. So one and done. Um, So yeah, so the next movie will not be on schedule as they try to find another director. You know what else is in the works, though? And I'm excited about it, baby. We're going back to the danger zone. A third Top Gun movie is in the works over at Paramount with writer Eran Kruger on board. And the intent is to reunite director Joe Kaczynski with Tom Cruise, Glenn Powell, and Miles Teller for Top Gun 3. Very excited about this. There's, you know, kind of no shocker here. It was one of the biggest movies ever. So glad to see Top Gun moving forward. Stephanie Hsu is going to lead Peacock's new comedy from the Fresh Off the Boat creator. It's going to be called Laid. So I'm down. Everything sounds good to me here. Uh, The Michael Jackson release date is moving forward for the biopic. It's coming in 2025. So get ready for that. Um, We have the trailer for Parish, which is Giancarlo Esposito's new AMC crime thriller. So check that out. Warner Brothers is hoping to move forward with a sequel to Edge of Tomorrow now that Tom Cruise is in-house over at Warner Brothers, so that would be good. We have the trailer for Lights Out, which previews Frank Grillo's new R-rated action movie, so check that out. Alicia Vikander is joining Kate Blanchett in Guy Madden's new comedy film, Rumors. Natalie Portman and John Krasinski are going to lead the next Guy Ritchie movie, which is going to be called Fountain of Youth. How to Train Your Dragon live-action remake has added Nick Frost to the cast. Wish is going to be coming soon to digital 4K and Blu-ray for the Disney movie. Smile 2 has also added Rosemary DeWitt to the cast, along with Kyle Gallner returning. He was in the first movie there. Wes Anderson's new movie will reportedly star Bill Murray, as new details have emerged on his next project there. We have the trailer for Abigail, which is uh, Radio Silence's new horror comedy with Melissa Barrera and Dan Stevens. I remember them talking about doing a new movie because these are the guys that made the last two Scream movies. And then they were like, oh, we're going to make this other new horror movie. And it was kind of hush-hush. Then this trailer dropped, Abigail. I watched the trailer. Oh, my God. This trailer's great. And this looks awesome. So I, I was not... Expecting what happened in the trailer I won't spoil it for you But if you check out the Abigail trailer I think you'll be really surprised It's pretty pretty awesome So check that out We also have the trailer for Popular Theory Which previews the coming of age school comedy We have the trailer for Lola Which is Nicola Peltz's uh, New movie that she did We have the trailer for No Way Up Which is a plane crash into the ocean and sharks So take a look at that We have the trailer for Back to Black Which is the Amy Winehouse biopic We have the trailer for Mr. and Mrs. Smith Which of course is the Donald Glover and Maya Erskine show That is coming to Prime Video on February 2nd Looks really good So keep your eyes out for that And definitely check out that trailer Speaking of Prime Video again Jenny Slate has a new stand-up comedy special Called Season Professional That'll be dropping on Prime Video on February 23rd Um, We also have the poster for Mr. and Mrs. Smith as well Which looks pretty cool uh, Kevin Smith releasing the new He-Man baby It's He-Man versus Skeletor In a brawl to uh, for Eternia That's right Kevin Smith and Netflix Masters of the Universe Revolution Premieres on January 25th So coming sooner rather than later Orion in the Dark is an animated nighttime adventure About facing your fears from Charlie Kaufman Starring Jacob Tremblay and Paul Walter Hauser This premieres on Netflix on February 2nd So check out that trailer Netflix is dropping them, man Um, We got the new trailer for um, The Players Which looks really, really good I'm looking forward to this film Scoring the perfect guy will take the perfect team Watch Gina Rodriguez, Damon Wayans Jr., Liza Koshy, Joel Courtney, and Augustus Prue Take the field in Players Uh, Tom Ellis, of course, from Lucifer, also stars in this This is... um, A really fun trailer and I'm looking forward to this movie It's a rom-com but it looks good The Good Doctor is set to end with season 7 So that show is wrapping up You can watch the first promo teasing the final episodes Rutherford Falls Duo is developing a family comedy for CBS That it will be set on a reservation 
The Night Agent Season 2 has added Teddy Sears and Brittany Snow to the cast for Season 2. Curb Your Enthusiasm, we have the trailer for the final season, so check that out. We have the People's Choice Award nominees, so check that out. Rebel Moon, the R-rated Snyder Cut, will hit Netflix this summer, and it will be three hours long. I expect nothing less, so I'm ready for the Snyder Cut, baby. The Last of Us Season 2 has also added Isabella Merced to the cast. She's popping up everywhere, and I love her, so great job. This is awesome. I'm glad to see her success. She has been cast as Ellie's romantic interest, Dina. So she is coming to The Last of Us Season 2, so getting real stacked over there. Um. John Krasinski, we talked about this John Krasinski and Natalie Portman movie. They're going to star as siblings who partner on a global heist in Guy Ritchie's new Fountain of Youth movie. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, let's see here. Drew Barrymore show has been renewed for season five. So that's awesome there. Um, Michael Jackson's biopic coming in 2025. It'll be directed by Anton Fuqua, and it will be starring the King of Pop's nephew, Jafar Jackson. So that is really, really cool there to kind of keep it in the fam. Oppenheimer is finally going to be hitting streaming here pretty soon. In about a month, it's going to hit Peacock. So that's right, Peacock, February 16th, to get ready to watch Oppenheimer. Um, Let's see here. Daredevil Born Again will see the return of Foggy Nelson and Karen Page. That's right. They are returning to the MCU. They were originally not going to be a part of the Daredevil show, but once they revamped it and then said it was going to be canon, they had no choice. So great job to see Foggy and Karen return uh, in the upcoming season. Jonathan Majors has been dropped from the Dennis Rodman movie, 48 Hours in Vegas, that he was going to do. He's starting to see those projects start to drop from him. Um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters Season 2 is teased once again as we have more story to tell. So, again, not confirmed, but there you go. Fast 11 is supposedly going to go back to basics, and it could even introduce another villain. Um, You know, but you're going to have to wrap up the Jason Momoa stuff. Come on. And so, and I like it too, because the last movie cost like 300 million to make. They're like, we're going back to basics and we're going to scale the budget back to about 200 million, 200 million, still a hell of a budget, man. So it's not really scaling back too much, but there you go. Um, young Sheldon is getting another spinoff. That's right. Young Sheldon is already a spinoff of the big bang theory, but now it's going to have its own spinoff focusing on Sheldon's older brother, Georgie. Now that he's going to be getting married and he has a kid, they're going to focus on that part of the family kind of moving forward. Hightown season three gets a new trailer for the stars show in its final season. Annette Benning has joined the cast of Maggie Gyllenhaal's new Frankenstein movie. Netflix's Fear Street will adapt R.L. Stein's 15th book in the series for Prom Queen. So Prom Queen will be the next one that comes to Netflix. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is getting a new release date. It's moving up a little bit again as well. It's going to come out now on May 10th, 2024. Um... The Witcher Season 4 has casted Lawrence Fishburne uh, in the new Netflix series. He's playing a character, I believe, named Reggie. I didn't I didn't watch The Witcher play the games or read the books, but I believe he's playing a character named Reggie. But I think it's a great addition. So Lawrence Fishburne joining The Witcher. Uh, the Office reboot, it looks like it's moving forward, but it will once again. I just want to reiterate, it's a new workplace. It's a different cast. This is not that kind of reboot. Um, it's just another kind of... Uh, Office sitcom, so we'll go from there Um, Quantum Leap is going to be Moving to a new night, and uh, It's going to be a little bit before we get the rest of the season Due to the strikes there Um, Got an article up with the Mean Girls cast It's pretty cool, that says, where have you seen these Stars before, Uh, and kind of breaks down All the different characters and where you might have seen Them Um, Like I said, uh, let's see We already talked about Young Sheldon Pedro Pascal might have to drop out of uh, The Barbarian director's Next film, Weapons um, due to his schedule kind of being shifted and when they might need to do Fantastic Four if he is Reed Richards. So still a lot of speculation there on that. Nev Campbell talks about returning to the Scream franchise. She says, I would not be surprised to get a call. And I said that. I said that when Jenna Ortega dropped out and Melissa Barrera got fired. I said, they are going to be blowing up Nev Campbell's phone. <laughs> and here she is saying, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, and she's also open to coming back. She says, you know, if the right circumstances land and the script's good and they have a good idea, then I'd come back. So that's good to hear because I think that that's what they're going to have to do to save this franchise at this point. Um, 
Let's see here. The Jennifer Hudson show has been renewed for season three. We have a list of everything coming from Marvel Studios, from Deadpool 3 to Daredevil. Everything that is set to debut in theaters and on Disney Plus at this point is listed in this article. Check it out if you are interested. Uh, David O. Russell has been announced to direct that Linda Ronstadt biopic that is going to be starring Selena Gomez that we talked about. So great director edition there. Um, Bosses are optimistic about a season five for for all mankind, which is on Apple TV Plus. I love all these Apple TV Plus bosses saying they're optimistic. Come on, Apple, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Got to get with it, guys. Wonka has crossed a sweet box office milestone. The fantasy musical starring Timothy Chalamet um, has surpassed five hundred million in global sales. So that's pretty cool. There, migration. Uh, made, like I said, $6.1 million over the weekend with an estimated $8.3 through Monday. Universal Illuminations animated comedy has now collected $87.8 million in North America and $172 million globally. Anyone But You keeps climbing at the box office, earning another $8.5. Uh, the rom-com has generated $56.4 million domestically and $78 million worldwide. So good on them. Um, like I said, the book of Clarence earned only 3.1 over a four day weekend. When you include the holiday, um, it's a rough start for the biblical satire, which carries a $40 million price tag. Um, Oppenheimer leads the critic choice awards with eight wins and Barbie scored six. We have the full winner list broken down. If you'd like to see that, um, we have all the winners once again from the critics choice awards. So I'm not going to spend the time on that one there, but you can read it if you like to find out what's what, uh, they are looking to do a reboot on Anaconda. I'm, I'm ready, man. Give me a big snake movie. I'm ready. They're also saying that it might take a meta approach. So it might star actors playing versions of themselves going to make a movie about Anaconda when the real Anaconda strikes. So I like it. I like the meta approach, man. It, it might be directed by the unbearable way to massive talent director who, who basically had Nicholas cage play Nicholas cage in that movie. So if they do that route, I think it's going to make Anaconda pretty cool. Netflix has dropped the first trailer for the gentleman TV series, which is the spinoff from the movie that guy Richie did. So very cool there. Monsters season two over on Netflix has added Javier Bardem and Chloe Sevigny to the true crime series. Welcome back network TV. We have premiere dates and episode counts for ABC, CBS, the CW Fox and NBC. So check that out. If your favorite show has been listed there. Um, Peacock exclusive NFL game, wildcard game that they did over the weekend set a streaming record with 23 million viewers. So congratulations. That was a really smart idea. Got a lot of people to sign up for Peacock. And then they all stayed and watched Ted, which made it the biggest debut ever for Peacock. So very cool there. Uh, we have your winner list for the Emmys, which aired over the weekend. So very cool there. HBO nabbed the most wins by the network and the biggest winners were the bear and beef. In succession, of course, so check out the full list there for the Emmys. Yellow Jacket Season 3 will not be premiering until 2025, so again, due to the strike, everything is backed up. She-Hulk, uh, yeah, Tatiana Masolani has cast doubt on a Season 2 of Marvel's superhero legal comedy. She cites budget concerns from Disney. That's right. She basically said, you know what, I think Disney said we our show just cost too much. We blew the budget out the water. Um, and they probably won't want to do a season two. So that's kind of where we're at. Probably going to have to leave her for the movies, right? I think she is too expensive for TV, too much CG there for a television show. Um, <clears throat> Walter Goggins has joined, uh, the white Lotus season three. So great addition there. Love me some Walton, uh, Wednesday season two will be action packed, says Jenna Ortega. Um, Lakeith Stanfield is going to star alongside Mark Wahlberg in a new crime thriller called play dirty. We have the trailer for Bleeding Love starring Ewan and Clara McGregor's uh, road trip drama. We have the trailer for Upgraded, which is uh, Riverdale star's new prime video rom-com that she's doing. Ivan Drago, uh, his, he, I'm sorry, well, Ivan Drago himself, Dolph Lundgren, says that the Creed spinoff of Drago is still in development and they are still working on that, so it's not dead yet. Um... Creature Commandos has casted the Witcher's Anya Sh uh, Shalatra uh, in this DCU series, so nice there. 
Chad Stahelski is going to have creative oversight over the John Wick and Highlander franchises. So that's big time right there that he gets control of that. We have the trailer for Red Right Hand starring Orlando Bloom. It's a new action thriller. Um, Seth MacFarlane doesn't disregard a Ted season two. He basically just says, hey, if enough people watch it, we'll do it. And uh, I think a lot of people are watching it being that's Peacock's biggest thing. So come on, let's get that season two going. I need it. Uh, Martha is dead. The psychological horror game is getting a movie adaptation. Uh, So that's pretty cool there. Uh, Daisy Ridley says that the Ray Skywalker movie will take Star Wars in a different direction. So I like that. That's interesting. Adam Sandler, um, we have the first full trailer for Spaceman, which is coming from Netflix. It'll debut on March 1st. Stars Adam Sandler, Carrie Mulligan, and Paul Dano. Uh, an astronaut reckons with his crumbling marriage with help from a mysterious stowaway. Spaceman once again premieres March 1st on Netflix. I really like this trailer. This is serious Sandler, but it's in space and it's trippy and it has a talking spider. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be checking it out. Uh, back to Jonathan Majors losing out here. He has a movie that's been in the can and supposedly really good. It aired at the festivals, then Searchlight Pictures picked it up. It was called Magazine Dreams. Well, today, Magazine Dreams has been dropped by Searchlight. That's right, leaving the Jonathan Majors movie to be shopped from other buyers. So we'll see if anybody else wants to pick that one up. Marlon Wayans is set to star in Jordan Peele's produced new sports horror film called The Goat. Um, Let's see here. we got an article up with Vincent D'Onofrio talking about Kingpin's next move and the Daredevil Born Again reboot. And lastly, Chad Stahelski once again. Uh, he has confirmed that Highlander, the movie Highlander with Henry Cavill, um, will be his next movie. That will be his next feature. So for those of you wondering if he was going to jump into another John Wick, possibly, but he's going to do Highlander first, which makes me very excited because I love Highlander. I love Henry Cavill and I've been ready for this reboot to happen. And it looks like it's going to finally be happening very, very soon. And that my friends does it for us. We're hitting that 51 minute mark. So we had a lot of reviews to get through and a lot of news. So thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for sitting through and let's wrap this baby up and get you on out of here. Uh, am I on the air.com is our official webpage. Make sure you bookmark that. It's got our podcast episodes, got links to all the socials, got everything you need. Am I on the air.com like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash am I on the air. You can follow us on Twitter or X at am I on the air or myself at DX Don mega same handles over on threads. So if you've moved on over to threads, um, follow us there at the same handles. Uh, you can also follow us on TikTok and Instagram. In YouTube, youtube.com slash am I on the air. YouTube also does our podcast now as well. So every podcast episode streams on our YouTube channel as well. So another point of distribution. I love it. You can, of course, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts over on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you bookmark that and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And thank you to our great affiliates at reddragonsradio.com and the Pop Culture Pros. So follow on Twitter at Red Dragons Radio and follow at popculture underscore pros. Thank you guys for always streaming our shows on demand. And that'll do it for me on this Tuesday, January the 16th. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you feel knowledge and I hope you have an amazing week. Take care of yourselves and each other until next time. Y'all peace. Red Dragons!